Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Last Sunday, I was able to share with you a message entitled, I Dare You. I talked from the story found in the book of John 21, verse 3 and on, and we talked about how Peter went back to what he was used to. This was the third time that Jesus presented himself after the resurrection. We learned how Jesus appeared to Peter while he was fishing and told Peter to throw the net to the right. I later then explained to you how hard it was to throw the net to the right because it would take greater strength from the left hand to bring the net on board. But how many know that God finds ways to show his blessings through our process? So today I want to continue to talk about the importance or why was it important to throw the net to the right? How many are ready? How many are ready? How many are ready? You see, there, there, there was an importance to throw the net to the right. And I'm, 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 I want God to reveal that to you today. Let's read. I'm going to read from John 17, 11 to 19. This is a prayer that Jesus is praying in Gethsemane before he was caught and uh, taken to be crucified. This is a prayer that Jesus was praying. I want you to pay attention to this prayer. It says, I am no longer going to be in this world and yet they themselves are in this world. He's talking about you. And I am coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name. The name which you have given me. What is that name? Jesus. So that they may be one just as we are one. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me. And I guarded them, not, and, and not one of them perished except the son of destruction. So that the scripture would be fulfilled. Verse 13 says, but now I'm coming to you. And these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. Verse 14 says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of this world just as I am not of this world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them away from the evil one. Verse 16 says, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. 17 says, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Verse 18 says, just as you sent me into the world, I say, send them into the world. And for their sake, I sanctify myself so that they themselves also may be sanctified in the truth. You see, when the Bible says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, it is not describing where Jesus lives. 
It is telling you that God has given his son, Jesus, all power and all authority in heaven and on earth to carry out his responsibility as our prophet, as our priest, and as our king in our lives. The prayer that Jesus prayed in scripture today shows us the heart of our prophet, the heart of our priest, the heart of our king in our life. You see, at the right hand of God, Jesus prays when he had so much on his mind, so much to ask at that moment, when his prayer was filled with sweat. When he was praying this prayer, his prayer was filled with sweat to the point where his sweat started to change into blood. That's what it means to throw your net to the right. Trusting, into, trusting all our faith in, in, into our Heavenly Father to continue to do His will in our lives. In a man who continues to pray for us even when we feel like we are unworthy of it. That's what it means to cast your net to the right. When his agony, his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground, he still took the time to pray for his disciples. Let me tell you, today you are also his disciples. You are also his disciples. He still took the time. It is always good to know that our Heavenly Father is praying for us, isn't it? Psalm 16, 8 says, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. How many are going to proclaim that this morning? We are not going to be shaken. I'm not going to be shaken. You see, we just finished reading how Jesus, who prayed for his disciples, is now at the right hand of God, and he is still praying for you. I want you to know that he is praying for you and me too this morning. At every moment, even when it doesn't feel like he's there. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Because he is always, he always lives to intercede for them. So maybe this morning you're thinking that you're not worthy of his love. Or maybe you're thinking this morning that you're not worthy to be loved. Or how can I be loved? How can I be loved? I'm so dirty. I'm so disgusting. God doesn't want anything to do with me. How can I be loved? Romans 8, 34. Romans chapter 8, 34, verse 34 says, Who then is the one who condemns? Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Go to the next. 
Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for you, for us, for us. You see, God knows that we're going to slip up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Lois, we got you. <laughs> God knows that we're imperfect individuals. Thank God that God sent his son to die on that cross for me. Because if he sent me, you might not have the same outcome. Which is the reason why he sent his son to die on a cross for us so that our sins can be forgiven, so that, that our sins can be washed away. I don't know what you guys are holding on to. But Jesus is saying, throw your net to the right. Stop holding on to the past. Stop holding on to the guilt that you're having in your life. Stop holding on to all those frustrations that you're dealing on an on and on and on and on and on going basis. John, 1 John 2, 1. And if we're reading a lot of scriptures, it's because I got motivated by the senior pastor to continue reading scriptures. <laughs> so if you're seeing that I'm reading a lot of scriptures, it's because we're not making this stuff up. It's coming right from the source. It's the word. I can't make this up. Yo, it was funny because I'm reading this. I'm like, yo, it's the word again coming at me again. This is crazy. And sometimes we, we, we want answers our way. And God is saying, you haven't spent any time with me this week. You want answers. You haven't showed my love, my way of love to that person at your job. Saying, hey, that guy gets to my nerve, but I'm going to show you Jesus' love. You see, sometimes we want answers, but we're not willing to do the work. So I'm going to continue to do these messages with the backup of the verses. Because the lead pastor said, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> First John chapter two, one says, my dear children, I will write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does, we have one who speaks to the father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Listen, we are being tempted by Satan every day. From the moment you wake up, you look at your phone. To the moment you go to sleep, you're looking at your phone. Our relationships with our significant other, or well, my wife is amazing. Right, baby? Right? Come on, say something. Okay. It's amazing. But sometimes we're just filling our heads up with negativity. And we don't know how to come away from it. We don't know how to get out of it. It says, listen, every day from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, because we know 
we are. Satan is trying to attack us every minute, every second, because he knows who we belong to. And our flesh is weak. If you bring all, me a coconut pie, you may not have a slice. Because I'm not going to share. You see, it's, it's the truth. You see, we don't know how much longer we can hold out sometimes. Even before you have cried out to the Lord for help, I want you to know that Jesus has already stepped before the throne of our Heavenly Father and prayed for you. We're going to screw up. We're going to have difficulties where we feel like we, 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 we fell again. But even before you're asking God for forgiveness, Jesus has already stepped in for you. He has already stepped in for you. He's saying, Pops, 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 you sent me to die for them. You knew that they were continued to live this kind of lifestyle, but you sent me for them so that when you see them, you see me. You see, when God sees you, he doesn't see you for you. He sees his son. That's the gospel. He doesn't see, he doesn't see the struggle. He sees his son who is mounted on the cross and saying, God, give him another chance. I can't be sent up here in vain. There was a purpose for me to be sent here. This is amazing to know because many of us are trying to live a perfect life. And it's difficult because we are people with flaws. And God already knows that. And that's why Jesus is sitting at the right hand of his father interceding for us. To pray for us, to keep us okay in the eyes of God. You see, when you're faith, when you're faced with adversities... And, and you endure more than you ever thought you could ever bear. You begin to doubt God. You be, begin to doubt God and say, does he still care for me? Or is he still hearing me? Or is he still answering my prayer? You see, Peter was thinking the same thing when he was in the boat. He thought that he was going to have to go back to his normal life. And we read that he did go back to fishing. He thought that he was going to have to leave all of it, all of it alone. And all of it was going to have to continue to come back to the same point. But the question is, what happened when he saw Jesus? Jesus looked at him and said, bro, did you catch anything? He said, nope. He said, well, throw your net to the right. At that moment, he released all his skill levels. He just said, look, I've done this a million times, but I'm going to do it just because of you and because you said that you are the Messiah and I believe in you and let's go. And at that very moment, his net started to fill with fish. I don't know about you, but many of us need to throw our net to the right this morning. Many of us are still holding back 
Many of us are not trusting in the power of, our, of, of, of Jesus who died for us on the cross. Many of us are, are trying to do everything on our own. Instead of throwing our net, we're holding on. We have the resource, but we're holding on. You see, the net didn't fill until Jesus showed up. I don't know what you're dealing with this morning. I don't know what struggles you're dealing with this morning. But I want you to know to confide in Jesus, to trust in Jesus, to allow the blessing to come. And stop uh, depending on your own understanding. You see, Peter did exactly the opposite thing that Elisha did. When Elisha received the calling over his life, he trusted the process. And he tore down the equipment for plowing so he could make a fire. And, 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 and he cooked the ox and, and he ran to the next stage in his life. He was making sure that it was impossible for him to return. But Peter went back to what he was used to. Peter went back to what he was good at instead of believing in what God had set aside for him. And what God has set aside for his purpose and his mission in this world. You see, when Peter was alone, I can imagine all of the feelings that he was feeling of failure. When he seen an empty net. Let me tell you that through every step of your hardship, Jesus stood at your right hand and he was praying for you. Even when you felt alone, he was there interceding for you. Even with the diagnosis of my son, Nehemiah, he was interceding for me. When I was crying out in the car, in the parking lot, and I said, God, I can't take this burden anymore. I can't do this. This is crazy. How are you going to do this to my baby boy? He was interceding for me. Said, hey, bro, look up. I looked up and I seen this building, this beautiful building filled with different windows. And he said, bro, there's a lot of other situations that are going on right now. But I'm praying for you, and you're going to get through this. You see, many of us are holding on, are holding on. Our breakthrough isn't coming because we're holding on to our past. Jesus has already paid for it. Let it go. Let it go. Stop holding on to hurt. Stop holding on to frustration. Stop holding on to anger. Let it go and throw your net to the right. Trust in God. Jesus stood at the right hand of God and prayed for you even when you don't want the prayer. When you come to awareness of your sin that you committed and you feel in your heart how much you messed up. Have you ever committed a sin? Yes, I have. I'm imperfect, God. I'll tell you right now, I'm imperfect. There's a lot of perfect people here. But I'm imperfect. I'll tell you right now, I'm imperfect. But I know that Jesus is sitting at the right hand side of God and praying for me. 
He's interceding for me even before I do what I'm about to do. He said, God, is, God, pops, this dude is about to screw up and I'm just going to continue to pray for him. And because I'm continuing to keep praying for him, Father, I know that you're going to give him forgiveness and you're going to show him grace and you're going to show him protection and you're going to show him love because you sent me to die for him. My body is scarred because of him. Where's my mask? Anthony, can you come up here? Okay, give a round of applause, Anthony. Come on, man. All right, Anthony, don't, don't stop flexing. <laughs> so I got to use Anthony because then I couldn't use anybody else. Because right, Anthony got, you know, the shape. So I'm going to give you the position of being Jesus. You see, I am screwing up. I am stressed out. I'm having a tough time. And what happens is, is that when I'm having a tough time, I go and I surrender myself to God. And at the same time that I'm surrendering myself to God, come here. Jesus comes and stands right in front of me. So instead of seeing my hurt and my pain, he is seeing his son that he sent to die on that cross for me and for you. Are you understanding that sometimes, get back there, Jesus, that sometimes we feel like we're alone on this journey. We feel like there's no one and that no one can help us out. But as soon as we pray and as soon as we surrender ourselves, Jesus comes. And he says, I'm here. I paid the price for him. Forgive him. And you're probably thinking, he can't, he, 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 he can't forgive my porn addiction. He can't forgive my moments of fornication. He can't forgive my moments of different kind of what? What we got? Of hurt, of pain, of thinking about committing suicide, depression, depression anger. You think that your issues can't be washed away by the blood of Jesus? Are you listening? Throw it to the right. Pray. Allow God to, 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 to heal you. Stop holding on your own understanding. Thank you, Anthony. You did a great job. <laughs> and you feel sometimes in your heart how much you messed up and you step before God and make your confession. The, the, the one who made the sacrifice that, that paid your debt Please to the Father for your forgiveness. You're not alone in this journey. Stop believing that. Stop believing that you're all alone. We're not alone. You're not alone in your walk. You just need to know that there's someone at the right hand side of God who is praying for you this morning and interceding for you for all the obstacles that you are going to face. Even when 
we find that our back is against the wall, he makes his presence known. <laughs> you know why you're clapping? Because you've, you've once had your backs against the wall. And he just showed up. He just showed up. You're like, how did this happen? And he's like, that was Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about when you didn't pay your bill. That was your fault. Not talking about that. Not talking about that. He's like, oh, did Jesus help me? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you see? <laughs> you know, I know that we have many people here today who, who, who can testify how they found themselves in a situation and Jesus just showed up. Yes. He just showed up. Isaiah 41, chap, chapter 41, verse 10 says, can you put that up there for me? If not, I got this here. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be anxious. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There's something about that right hand. There's something about that right hand. Y'all not listening. Listen to this prayer from our first verse on the top. This is Jesus again praying again for us. He says, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. That name is Jesus. That name is Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. In the name, oh, are you getting this this morning? It's that name. It's not in the name of Papal. It's not in the name of Jose. It's not in the name of Jessica. It's not in the name of Rob Reese over there being playing Tetris on his phone. It's not in the name of Rob. It's in the name of Jesus. Let's go. You see, while I was with them, this is him, he's still praying. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except that one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. You see, this is Jesus asking for protection for his disciples, but also for you. This person is already in the Bible. And he's already praying for you even before you were even born. Remember, when Jesus prayed this prayer, it was the night he was betrayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. That night he would be separated from his disciples. They would strike the shepherd and the sheep would be scattered. For this brief time, these disciples saw themselves without Jesus. And Jesus prayed that prayer that I said that, that, that Jesus as a shepherd does not leave. Jesus, a she, Jesus as shepherd does not leave his flocks without first making sure that they will be washed over by someone else. We need to remember this promise Jesus made before his ascending into heaven. Matthews 28 18 and 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and surely I am with you always to the very end of age. 
our heavenly father is going to be with us all the way to the end of age. He's going to be with us even when we push him to the side. He's going to be with us even when we forget to take that little step of faith. He's still going to be there. He's going to be there when you probably hurt a relative by saying some bad words to them. He's going to be there. He's going to be praying for you. He's going to be saying, bro, you did it wrong. But I'm going to intercede for you. You're okay. You're going to get through this. You know why? Because we're imperfect people. We're not the best. He's always with us. But where are you looking? You get that? He's always with us. But where are you looking? Jesus has been given. Jesus has been given his throne in the heavens and God has placed all things under his feet in his glory. The good shepherd is present everywhere we go. I want you to understand that never again will we be without a shepherd. Never again will we be without a helper. Never again will we be without hope. Never again will we be without answers. Because it's found in that name, Jesus. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, 19 to 23. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Verse 21, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. He is still powerful even today. He is still powerful even today. He is still powerful even today. He is still powerful. How many believe that this morning? And God placed all things under his feet. I can't jump that much, but I'm going to try. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. If Jesus is watching over us as our shepherd and if he rules everything in heaven and on earth for our benefits, do you know what that means for us today? See, Paul did. Paul understood what that meant. Paul was in prison when he wrote these words. Christians in Rome avoided him like a plague because they did not want to risk being seen with Paul. The trial was over, but the verdict still wasn't in. And Paul didn't know if he would be set free or executed. The verdict still remained in the hands of the corrupt government. Yet listen to his confidence in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. Listen to this. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. 
and I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. You see, Paul didn't question the Lord's wisdom. Nor did Paul believe for a moment that Jesus had forgotten about him. He only knew that Jesus would stay by his side and eventually bring him home. Are you trapped this morning in a place where you don't want to be? Are you in a job that gives you little satisfaction? Are you in a relationship that is not working the way you dreamed that it would work? Are you with a sickness that you don't know why you should have to bear it? Remember that Jesus is also your king. He rules from heaven and he is by your side. He will rescue you from every evil attack and he will bring you safely to his heavenly kingdom. We need to cast our net this morning to the right. We need to cast it this morning. We need to cast our net. We need to break those things that are holding us back. I want you to go like this with your hand. Come on, this morning. This is symbolic. We're going to reach, we're going to throw our net. Think about any situation you're going through right now this morning. Those that are online, let's hold your invisible net. Come on, think about any obstacle you're facing. Come on, proclaim it. God, you have broken me from this this morning, Lord. You have, you have set me free this morning, Lord. I am believing in your works. So right now, we're going to count to three. And at three, we're all going to throw our nets to the right and believe that God is going to set us free from all bondage, from all hurt, from everything. One, two, three. I want you to cast it out. Come on. Oh, man, I saw all those nets. I saw all those problems just thrown away. Come on. I need you to understand that our God is there, that Jesus is there interceding for us, that he is praying for us daily. Every second of the day, he is praying for us. Even when we don't think that he is praying for us, he's praying. He's interceding for us. That, that blessing that Peter saw was just a little bit of what Peter saw later on in his life because Peter was one of the greatest disciples of all time. He, he spread the gospel all over the world. And there was moments of doubt in his life before, in the beginning. But Jesus showed up. I don't know how many people here are having doubts. Or having moments of, of, of hurt. And they think that they've been walking in this journey. And they're just walking and not going anywhere. I want you to throw all your problems to the right. And allow God to show up and show off in your life this morning. First Peter 5.7 You probably don't got this one because I didn't send it. Sorry about that. First Peter 5 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him. <laughs> oh man, you get this? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for us. Just throw it on him. Let him carry your burden. Jesus said we could cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. There's nothing we're going through 
that we cannot cast on the Lord. There's nothing, there's nothing that you're facing this morning that he cannot carry. Cast your problems onto our Heavenly Father and allow him to carry those burdens. And try to stop trusting in your own understanding because it's not going to happen that way. It's not going to work out that way. You need to trust in the Lord. You need to trust in his ways. Sometimes it's not going to make sense. But it's just the way it has to be. How many received something this morning? Can we have everyone stand to your feet? Everyone stand to your feet. Everyone stand to your feet. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.